Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Kerry Shumway and I'll be your host. Today I sit down with Jim Gunther from Gunther Creative. Jim has put together a product launch checklist that includes all the things you should consider when you're launching a new brand or a new product in your brewery. Things like legal considerations, product development, graphics, marketing, production, operations, sales, and so many more. There's lots to get your head around. Jim's checklist organizes it into categories and questions to ask and things to consider. It's all there in one place for you. Time is money. We can't afford to make mistakes or delays in a product launch sequence, so this checklist can really help keep things organized, on task, and on deadline. Jim and I also talk about branding fundamentals, talk about how to get a return on investment on your branding and your design, and of course, we spend a lot of time on that product launch checklist, which is available for download in the show notes of this podcast. So for now, please enjoy my conversation with Jim Gunther from Gunther Creative. Hey, Jim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Gary. So let's start with a little background on Gunther Creative. What services do you provide? Markets do you serve? And who are your types of clients? Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, Gunther Creative uh, specializes in uh, beautiful visual identities, uh, print, packaging, branding, digital. And uh, just recently, I've added formulation, which we team up with uh, a beverage and food guru, Jim Dar, a guy I used to work with uh, in the past who specializes in formulation. Um, our, cl- our clients generally can be small or large, uh, but it's generally ones who prefer personalized one-on-one client experiences, uh, no project managers. You get to work directly with the designer. Uh, the designer is knowledgeable, experienced, one who honors your opinions, provides guidance, uh, well beyond design, not just the, uh, the process. Nice. And there's obviously a lot of design firms, creative firms, branding and things like that. What do you think that your firm does better than the rest or how do you how do you stand out? Well, you know, for uh, your market uh, craft brewers, you know, it's very popular to do uh, digitally printed labels. And there's a lot of designers out there, but most designers are not knowledgeable on printing. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, I'm a certified HP Indigo digital press operator. And so I did uh, pre-press. I ran the press. I ran the finishing machine, which was an ABG. Uh, I created and ordered die plates, label stock material, coatings. So, you know, I know a lot more on the printing side that most people don't know. And I think that completes the full picture of the design process that most designers don't have. And knowing those little issues, nuances, problems that can arise, setting up things to do uh, correctly, all those little details are important. Um, I failed in in doing a lot of things. 
And that experience helps me be more successful for you. And so hopefully you don't have to fail like I, I have. I want to go back to something you said a couple minutes ago with formulation. That's interesting. What Do you have some examples of what that might look like or anything that you've that you've worked on? Well, this is uh, something that was just newly added. Uh, the guy I work with, Jim Dar, has over 30 years of experience. I, I worked with him at Arizona Beverages. He's worked for Kraft, McCormick. Uh, he can do pretty much everything from uh, non-alcoholic to alcoholic to food. Uh, you name it, he's done it. Um, he is uh, very experienced. He would be the guy that we would send to uh, for not only just doing flavoring development, which is uh, in his knowledge of uh, the CFR, uh, all the stuff with the TTB, uh, but he's also the guy we would send to to the plants to, for them to get ready to uh, actually produce a product. So uh, this guy has so much knowledge and experience. Him and I got along great. We worked together for years. So uh, it's just a good uh, connection to have because, you know, there's – a lot of um, people who do design, but again, this is another thing that most designers can't offer. And here I team up with a guy who has this experience. So take us through what an onboarding process would look like. So if a, you know, a craft brewery owner, manager, marketing director were to approach you, what does that onboarding look like? Like what questions do you ask to figure out what that client would need and how you can deliver? Sure. I mean, depending on the project, the questions can be different, but I have a really long uh, branding questionnaire that I, I I call it like client homework. And uh, that goes into a lot of things. <clears throat> brand overview, audience and message, brand elements, brand personality, brand style, uh, audience and traffic. Uh, I give them questions where they actually have to write down answers and share that with with me as I develop the uh, process. Um, you know, I think it's important, you know, in terms of like a brand message, brand vision, brand goals, and having a checklist. It's trying to figure out what they have, what they love, what they don't have, what they need, uh, creating action plans, the look, sound, and feel, fonts, colors, identifying your audience, all of that stuff is important. And I, and I recommend all that be done up front and not figuring out later on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, I'm a finance guy, obviously, and I'm really into the black and white, the numbers and everything. Um, so I'm just curious as it relates to, you, you use the word visual identities, which I don't think I've ever heard that. It's kind of cool. How do you, let's take just a hypothetical, say, startup company, that is coming at you kind of fresh. Maybe they have some ideas, maybe they don't, maybe they've got experience in marketing, maybe they don't. How do you come at this sort of subjective uh, visual identity approach? Like what, what do you do? Come up with mock-ups of, you know, you, you go through the questionnaire. Yeah. The questionnaire is actually used to guide uh, my design process Okay. And, and in the process of doing so it, it forces them to provide some answers of what they like, don't like. Uh, I also even create uh, a visual board before we actually do any uh, design. So that way everyone's kind of on the same page of uh, look and feel and styles. And uh, I think it's also important for everyone to visually see and understand where we're going to go 
uh, and what we're going to do before we actually do it. And I know that you could come up with several different designs. That's a whole other thing. But at least, you know, it's the client providing uh, information that they like and not just me, the designer, coming up with something that I like. Because I don't want to do that. It's all about what you want, you know, and I'm just here to support what you what you want and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about maybe fundamentals of branding. So I think there's there's times where we fall victim to the curse of knowledge. Like when we know something, we assume everybody else does, too. You've been doing this a long time. But w- what are branding fundamentals, maybe two or three basic things uh, that a brewery should should consider? Well, you know, a logo and a beer and a business card is, is does not equal a brand. Uh, so for me, take some time up front, create a brand vision, not just in your head, but written down and planned. Figure out who you are, where you're going, what is your plan, what are your goals, what are the next steps. And all of that lays down a foundation for other things, such as artwork. Uh, you know, when it comes to artwork, I recommend creating brand identity like upfront with textures, patterns, style guides. So you're not making it up each time. And that way things will have consistent look and feel. So your brand is recognizable and consistent and intentional. If, as it comes to, those are, those are good tips. Thank you for that. When it comes to, I'm going to sort of fast forward a little and think about maybe a brand that's been in place for a while and they're like, we feel like we need a, a refresh. How do you approach something like that? Is it the same process or do you kind of look at the elements of what they have and dig into why they think it would need to change? How do you, maybe how do you assess a point at which if a brewery is kind of at a point where they think they need that, or is there anything you pick out yeah. to determine that point? Well, you know, there's a brand refresh and then, uh, you know, you can update or do a brand refresh. And I think it's important to sometimes uh, take a look at, honestly at uh, what you have and whether it is meeting your target audience. Uh, some certain styles and, and designs may turn off certain people. So coming up with something that is attractive to multiple audiences. Uh, when I worked in the beverage industry, uh, you know, certain products like I worked at Arizona Beverages, certain products, 99 cent can was generally a young person. So we did a lot of things designed toward a young person, but, but the gallons were, you know, generally an older person who would like a family. So, you know, how you market and present certain designs is is kind of related to your audience and knowing your audience and designing something that, you know, is attractive to them and recognizable to them. If they don't feel the perception of your brand, they don't, feel it or understand it and they're lost with it and they don't identify with it. And then that's where you have a problem. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I never, never quite thought about that with, with the Arizona, the can marketing towards younger, the gallons towards family and the packaging and the branding and the considerations for your target audience. Yeah. Those are good points. So let's talk about three of my favorite letters, ROI return on investment and you know, truth be told, I've asked marketing people this question over the years, and they generally tend to tell me it's hard to quantify a return on investment when you're looking at uh, marketing in particular. So how do you think about or an ROI as it relates to branding and design? Do you think 
is there, can it be measured? And if it can, are there any metrics that you would recommend? Well, I mean, I, I know for me, time is money uh, and you can't afford to make mistakes. Uh, from a branding and design perspective, having a well thought out branding plan and design can prevent a, a wasting time and money. Uh, I've seen it happen where a lot of companies had to redo their designs, packaging, which can be very costly, time intensive, and tie up a lot of employees who are already busy doing other things. Uh, I, and, and that could throw off timelines, motivation, and uh, you can cause internal issues in your company. I, I think having a well-thought-out plan and, and design up front it can have a positive impact not only on your clients, but also internally on your own success of, of developing and launching products. Uh, in terms of putting money to that, I don't know how to say specific dollar amount. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it would be interesting to have um, even case studies to say, all right, you were operating under old brand and, and sales were X and then new brand and we saw this kind of uptick or whatever, just kind of correlating. Because uh, a lot of times, going back to the brand refresh question, you know, a brewery might say, yeah, we feel like we need to just, you know, we've been kind of stagnant with this and we want something new. Um, and does that actually correlate into, you know, additional consumer interaction, i.e. sales? You know, I just... Yeah. I mean, sometimes you could be successful with changes and sometimes you can fail. Uh, I know from my own experience, uh, when I worked in the beverage company, we did a, a special label and design with uh, famous artist Peter Max, and we thought it looked awesome. It was great. You know, it was special. It was different. And in the end, uh, customers didn't recognize it, and therefore they didn't pick it out off the shelf, and uh, they didn't buy it. And they just bypassed it, even though it was what they were looking for was the, the flavor. Or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, that didn't go as well as we thought. So. Um, you know, you can have issues sometimes with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, let's switch to something I'm excited to talk to you about. And really the impetus for, for you and I connecting was this product launch checklist that you put together. Um, and I was, you know, personally, I was hooked at the word checklist. I love those. So tell me about the checklist, what it is why you put it together, you know, what's on there, and really kind of how you did it. Okay, well, I was uh, kind of the hub to a lot of moving parts. And I recognized a lot of issues in our process of how we launch products. And we were launching a lot of products very quickly. And we didn't have a process that uh, could handle all the issues that would come up. And so this was me putting down uh, in Excel, and it's whether you use it in Excel or you use it to build your workflow or process, it, it, it's there to create uh, a list of things you should ask yourself, make sure that you've thought of and planned for, and make sure that everyone is communicated with and has the information that they need to be able to be successful. Because... There's a lot of people involved in a lot of these things, product launches, and you want everyone to be able to do their job and be successful. 
And I think having a organized list that asks the questions uh, helps you be better prepared for things when they come up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I went through the entire spreadsheet and, you know, just to give folks an overview and we'll have this available uh, in the downloads to the show notes, but there's 11 different, I guess I call them categories. You've got them tabbed out in 11 different tabs and, is there any particular order? I mean, are the tabs kind of in order? I'll, I'll just list a few and then you can take it from here. But, you know, tab one or category one is kind of the basic concept. Tab two or legal considerations and so forth. Is this the order you would follow or do you skip around? Or uh, I think it started off as in, or, uh, in order, uh, but I don't know if it officially went that way. I mean, it's, it makes sense to have uh, basic concept and legal and product development first. But uh, it's kind of in order, but it also, you know, everyone, everyone's different. Uh, not every company is going to have public relations or international sales. So there's a few tabs that may not apply to you and your situation. But I think the gist of, of the information is there to uh, guide you in figuring out all the important parts uh, and, and questions to really ask yourself and pre- prepare for. Uh, because it can easily get messed up and out of order and mixed up and problems and headaches. And then you're like scrambling. And then when people scramble, uh, it just causes issues. And the better you're prepared, the smoother the, pr- the process goes and hopefully uh, less costly. Mm. Amen to that. Yeah, I, I view it as kind of a almost all-encompassing comprehensive list of categories and specific considerations as you're launching. And, you know, someone could, I guess, kind of go in and say, well, to your point, well, I, I'm not going to do international. I just, I'm going to delete that tab. Um, and these quite, some of these questions aren't pertinent to me. So I'm going to delete those and kind of customize it, but it's, they're, they're great prompts in there. I mean, to your point of, let's just think about all the considerations and then you can kind of customize it to, to fit your particular needs. Right. You know, there's different people will have different uh, product launch software out there. There's a lot of different software. Uh, your company can be, you could be a, a young craft brewer and you might just work off of Excel and that, and that may be fine. You know, there's others that may have project management software that has a lot of people involved and they may need a space for collaboration and, and having tools to, uh, you know, knowing the tools and the questions to ask are, are important, but I think this is to guide your process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, I guess to that point, do you have any recommendations? Are there any project manage, management software applications that you've used that are particularly good? So I've used uh, InMotion, which has great workflows and for routing and approvals with a lot of different people and make sure everybody visually sees things. Uh, but one issue I have with that is it's not as collaborative. Uh, you don't you don't get to add your comments and get feedback. You almost have to do that offline, and, and that software was very expensive. Uh, I've also used Basecamp. Basecamp was great for collaboration with a lot of different people. You could have everything in one location. People could see the threads. You could tag people, uh, but that wasn't as good for workflows and approvals. So you know I, I kind of recommend. Um, you know, you doing some homework on, you know, go on YouTube, 
look up a couple of different project management uh, software reviews. Uh, but I would be very mindful. There's a lot of marketing affiliates out there who, who make money off of selling certain um, software. Uh, they may seem like a regular Joe just providing information, but they, they're, you know, it'll help them. So uh, try to find ones that are not biased and people who actually worked and used it and understand it. Uh, so I, I don't want to give you one specific one because there's a lot out there. And there's new ones every day. And some are free and some are not. So it kind of depends on what your budget is. Uh, Basecamp, you paid monthly. In Motion, you paid up front. So figure out your budget. And I think that's part of the, uh, the key. Yeah, I think what I've learned over the years with software, and I've you know, learned it the hard way, is I think software and application is going to come in and fix my problems. And in many cases, it makes them a heck of a lot worse. I think there was Bill Gates had a quote about that, that if you have a crappy process software is only going to make it even crappier so yes maybe the guidance is start simple right start with just excel or something that you know how to use and really focus on i think the concepts the fundamentals you know what it is that we're trying to accomplish here you know what are the key questions and what order in which we need to get these things done um maybe starting with that and then once you kind of have synthesized that, you know, you got your team in order and you know what you're going to, then maybe you can bring in an application to make things a little more efficient and collaborative and things of that nature. So that's easier said than done. Cause I think we're all, we're all like looking for that shiny object. You know, we want that beautiful piece of software that's just going to make life easier. And I'm not sure it exists without, you know, really understanding a good and having a good system. And, and you know, you, it's going to take some trial and error and, and some failing and, uh, some refining, uh, you know, hopefully the software that you get can be uh, edited to work with your process. Uh, you know, I was talking about uh, emotion before. There was uh, times where workflows where something was kicked back to me because they had a question, but their question was to someone on their own team, but it came to me. And I was like, well, I can't do anything. I can't help you. And, and the, we almost had to restart the whole process all over again. So, you know, it's important to have software that works. Take your time, learn it, set it up properly, and uh, that's really important. As you think about timelines and deadlines with any product launch, how do you how do you approach that? Because obviously, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, a lot of prompts and questions and to dos. How do you? Maybe this is just a. Is it a communication? Is it having a leader? Uh, that's going to kind of keep everybody on track. But how do you how do you think about when to start and when to finish, and what are the key kind of mile markers in terms of what needs to get done in a at a certain deadline or timeline? Yeah, having a, a good process in place is important. Uh, I think communication is very important. Those who are on the team have access to see what's going on uh and see the deadlines of when stuff because if you don't accomplish certain by a certain time it may throw off other people's time frame and timelines and then that just causes stress and tension and headache i mean i know it happens believe me nothing always works the way that you want it to but you want to at least create a situation where uh you're more likely to be successful um so i think having meetings some meetings are good some meetings are a waste of time but make sure that everyone has uh, good communication and knows what they need to do and be able to get it done. 
you know, if I were to go through biggest mistakes that companies can make with a product launch, I would say number one, lack of organized process. Like, so who does what in what order and when? It's kind of like we just talked about. Uh, two, uh, lack of communication, keeping all the key players in the know and they have all the tools to be successful. Um, you know, if you launch a product and your sales team doesn't have any information on it, they can't, no promotional material, they're forced to go out to, to sell and they don't know anything, they don't have anything, you know, you don't want to put them in a bad spot. Uh, but also think timing is important. That's the third one. Not having new products launching can hurt your business and be boring. Uh, launching too many products can cause things to be lost in the shovel. I, I can't tell you how often I've seen that a company come out with so many products at once that great products can get lost in the middle that they don't get attention that they deserve and they can fail and they're great products. I've seen it uh, in my beverage industry, a product that won BevNet best product of the year and it failed within a year uh, just because the sales team was focusing on so many other products that came down the pipeline. So you have to find that kind of sweet spot in between that uh, sales force, people developing things. They can launch products. Everybody's excited about it. They can accomplish it. The products get the time, the attention, the support that they need for, for your consumers, clients to learn about them, to hear about them, to try them. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that because you spent all this time and money and effort creating something, it may taste great, it may look great, but if it doesn't have the right support in the end, it could also die. So you want to make sure that the whole picture uh, you thought about and uh, people really understand uh, how they can be successful in, in, in launching. You know, one of the things that, in my experience, kind of hangs up the process is the name um, do you a do you have you experienced that as well and if you have do you have any suggestions recommendations tools uh, approaches to try to overcome the obstacle of what are we going to name this thing oh my gosh every name under the sun has been taken a lot of names have been taken uh, you really want to make sure you figure out a name no joke true story came out with a product. This is for a coconut water. And the name of the product was Cocozona. Mm. And we found out after launching that the it was slang in, in Portuguese for a large piece of poop. <laughs> so, and, and here we are, coconut water, which is from Brazil. So anybody who saw Cocozona uh, that, that meant large piece of poop, that made, sounds terrible. You don't want to try it. So name is really, really important. Uh, I think you want to figure, take your time, figure out a good, you know, figure out a name that works. Uh, it doesn't cause issues, but also, you know, if it's delaying the process of other things getting accomplished, I don't know, maybe you, you want to do things right because you don't want to have to redo it and fail. So uh, make sure legal is notified. I think that's important because last thing you want is you come up in, in a lawsuit. Indeed. Yeah. We tend to go through the process of, Oh, that's a cool name. And you Google it and it's taken, you know, and we've tried, I think the U S 
patent and trademark office has kind of searchable, okay, you know, somebody's already, you know, thrown out that name, that name's taken, but man, it is tough. We, I even found like, if you Google like random name generator, you know, you can, you can get some really wacky stuff on there, but it's, it's tough. It's really, really hard. I mean, the creative beer market right now, there's so many companies out there now as compared to, you know, just a few years ago, a lot of craft brewers, a lot of products, a lot of unique names. Uh, you think you're coming out with something new uh, and yeah, somebody may already have it or have something similar. It's really tough, especially if you have similar type ideas for a product. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, really come up with something unique that's safe. Make sure you check it out. Uh, and then, um, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's. Because the last thing you want to do is get yourself in trouble, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the other thing that tends, in my experience, to kind of hang up the process is the graphics. And you're really just, what does this thing look like? And we were talking a little bit off air about, you know, if you've got multiple decision makers and everyone's maybe got a different uh, perspective or, or likes and dislikes, how do you attack something like that? How do you... Um, try to go in and recognize, all right, I've got maybe some di- different point of views. Uh, you know, you've got the, the checklist. So you have a general idea of sort of the, where the, where the brewery in this case might be going, but how do you, um, how do you present the information or, or what does that look like if, if you've got people that are maybe not all on the same page with what something should look like? Yeah, I mean that's really tough, uh, especially for the design team. If the if the client, you the brewer, is not in agreement, then the design team is going to be like pulling their hair out. Uh, I think you have to have a clear, one single clear vision of where you want to go with it, because if you don't, uh, you're going to end up wasting time and money. The designers are going to come up with different things. You're going to be charged more money. Uh, the last thing you want to do is come up with stuff and then hate it in the end. Uh, you know, designers have an internal joke and it is, what do you call a horse designed by a committee? And the answer is a camel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people have different uh, says and then what you think it is, it turns out to be something else. Uh, you know, I think having a set plan ahead of time, everybody agreeing with it, the vision is important before you even go into the design process because you're just asking for trouble if you don't have that. Now, I think you could have different looks within an idea or a process. You know, you have a design idea. You can definitely do different styles and different looks. But if you don't even know what you want, it's going to be very difficult for the designers to be able to figure out what you want. Um, so please, like – do some homework, figure out some things. And that's why your branding questionnaires are really important. They're supposed to guide the process, guide you. Uh, and that's you know important for me to use as a tool. And that's where I come in and create curated boards. So you, you see things before they actually get built and designed. Uh, you know, Pinterest has a lot of great ideas out there. I sometimes share boards with clients. They can... Um, you know, just the two of us is private. Uh, they can add things. I can add things. So I think it's important to have some of that figured out ahead of time. Because you know, the last thing you want to do is just spend money with design. Mm. Yeah. What, like, 
maybe just for a, for a minute, just maybe dig in on curated boards. Like what do you, as you're approaching, I mean, I've seen them where it's like, oh, here's a splash of all these different logos and here's how our uh, label might look within within a sea of, how, how do you approach a curated board? Is it is it visuals, pictures? Yeah, it's visuals, pictures. It could be fonts, it could be colors. You know, it's, it's kind of tying in a bunch of different uh, assets. It's not like... Um, it's just going to be used on that, say, uh, can that you want to do. It could be tied into social media, like say you use patterns, textures, and fonts. It's thinking about the whole brand experience, the tying it. You do a brochure, you do a, 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 a tent, you do an umbrella, you do a point of uh, purchase material, uh, you do a promo, you have a little thing on uh, at your brewery on, on the tabletop display. It's having a, a whole style and identity that's consistent that you're not just making up every time because it's very easy for different people. Like say you have somebody who worked on the design of the can and then someone else is working on marketing materials. It can look totally different and you lose track of uh, where this brand is going. I think having a consistent brand identity, style guides, uh, um, brand and you know assets that you can use to build out your identity is important Mm. yeah that's great well as you said earlier time is money and you can't afford to make mistakes so the process will help in that you know we also can't afford the delays as we were talking about you know confusion and lack of communication creates those delays and we're you know as business owners we're paying people uh, to be confused, and that's not a good thing. So, a good system, timelines, deadlines, checklists can really help kind of keep us on track. Yes, I, I would agree with that, and ask the questions up front to save you some headache and trouble uh, later on, uh, and puts everybody on the same page. You know, open communication. Everybody has the idea, the plan. Know what the plan is. This is where you're going to go. This is what you're going to do. Uh, and allows them to be successful. You know, you want your team to be successful at what they do and feel proud of what they do. And hopefully everyone makes money and it does well and your company grows, your business grows. Uh, I think all of that is, you know, everybody's plan, but how you do that, how you set it up is really, really important because there are people stuck in the middle who can get crushed, but you don't realize, you don't always get a chance to speak their voice. And uh, if you're the top person, you really want to um, uh, allow them to be in a situation where they can be successful to help you be successful. Any success that you have is tied into the team success. And so you're not going to be able to be successful without a team working together and being able to do what they need to do and have that information. Love it. Well, we'll share the product launch checklist in the show notes. So folks want to download that, check it out. Uh, I think it's a great tool, much needed. And I, I thank you for putting that together. It's, uh, I think it's just fantastic. So Jim, if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, uh, how best can they, can they do that? Sure. Uh, my website, guntharcreative.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, I have my portfolio. I have my about page, talks about my process. Uh, That's the best way to connect with me. Uh, There are times, I mean, you can obviously call me. My phone number is listed on the the site. Uh, 
uh, as well as my email address. But uh, take a look at that first because you want to try to get a sense of who I am, how I work. You know, when you're trying to start your business, you want to be able to find someone that you feel that you can work with that's going to be uh, on your time frame. Uh, that's good to work with, that communicates well. And there's a lot of designers and design options out there. So, you know, get to know me. Uh, I have a lot of uh, good experience and success. I have uh, good recommendations. But, uh, you know, I may not be for everybody, and I'll be honest with that, and they may not be great for me. So, uh, you know, I would like to be honest about things, and hopefully I guide you to be successful. And um, um, I look forward to hopefully working with you someday. Look me up. Jim Gunther. Thank you, Jim. Great stuff. And again, we'll put all this in the show notes so people can reach out and uh, get the checklist. So thank you very much, Jim. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.